This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. going on everybody welcome back to the show it is time for another brand new episode of the politics and punk rock podcast i am andrew for america and today i think i got a good show for you i wanted to start today by catching you up on uh some continuing stories uh new developments that have occurred out there in the world so remember when I was talking about uh, militarized drones? I think in a couple shows back I was talking about in the future they're going to have drones flying around uh, surveilling uh, the neighborhoods, uh, surveilling entire countries, entire cities, right? And that maybe some of those drones would be weaponized. Well, have you... Have you recently heard any recent news come out of San Francisco? <laughs> uh, apparently, their government, their city government, is trying to pass, I don't know if it's a law or an ordinance or or just the implementation of drone, militarized drone, or robots, land robots of some sort, that are going to police is the point whose idea is this is this a planted story just to predictive program us for what they have planned coming down the pipe in the future because does anybody see the positive benefit of this why would we want robots capable of killing us <laughs> we already have police officers for that you know what I'm saying, people? Maybe the powers that be just, they, they, they want us to keep getting killed. But they just don't want police officers to, like, have a conscience about it anymore. Or military members to have a conscience about it. So they're just going to turn it into a video game. Here, just play this video game where you fly this uh, unmanned, militarized drone aircraft around picking people off like Call of Duty or something. That's the future, my fellow Americans. Go check out the Deagle forecast, boy. They are moving product. The military-industrial complex and militaries of other nations around this world are doing quite well right now. If I were you, I would go put some of your stock money into Raytheon and Lockheed Martin etc. Anything under the BlackRock Vanguard umbrella, I would imagine. Pretty clear to see. 
Boy, I mean, there is uh, no truer statement than the statement, follow the money. That is some real shit. Real talk right there, my fellow Americans. Follow the money. You want to know the story behind the story? Go figure out who's getting paid off the deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And then sovereign citizens movements. You guys know I've been talking about those. I hope you guys have liked uh, We in Trouble, part one and two. Um, Matt from Great Deception and Ryan Dean. Uh, over at Monday Night Master Debaters. Recently had Moral Bob on and a gentleman by the name of Brandon Joe Williams, who has a website called OneStupidFuck.com. <laughs> and this guy has a lot of information on how to find a black's law book, apparently the law book that the judges use to define words and terms. He says it's a good idea to get your hands on one of those. Learn how to, you know, authenticate all your whatever paperwork, your corporate entity, your corporate straw man, right? So uh, he was recently on Monday Night Master Debaters. He's an animated, uh, controversial, in some ways guy. But he had a lot of great information, and I highly recommend if you all are interested in how to become an American national, not an American citizen. If you're interested in taking control of your straw man corporation and becoming your own free man on the land, I recommend checking out onestupidfuck.com. <laughs> uh Of course you would put good information like that behind a website with such a funny, interesting name. Uh, Sounds ridiculous, but I assure you, if you dive into this stuff, it's not. It's very informative information, and it will help you if you're the type of person that has the balls to live your principles in accordance with natural law. Not breaking mosaic law, etc., etc., Go look into it, people. Okay. Um, I want to start today. I'm going to talk a little bit about this idea of invisible government. What does that necessarily mean, Andrew, for America? Well, uh, let's start with uh, a little reminder. Remember when I talked about Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda, nephew of Sigmund Freud, comes from a lot... Uh, comes from a line of mind manipulators, if you will. And he was quoted as saying, propaganda is the executive arm of the invisible government. Invisible government. What is that? What is an invisible government? Uh, Bernays goes on. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society 
constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. Invisible government. Here, let me read a few more quotes to you to uh, try to hammer this concept home, okay? Here's a quote from former New York City Mayor John F. Hylan. The real menace of our republic is the invisible government, which, like a gigantic octopus, sprawls its slimy legs over our cities, states, and nation. At the head is a small group of banking houses, generally referred to as international bankers. This little couturier run our government for their own selfish ends. It operates under cover of a self-created screen <laughs> and seizes our executive officers, legislative bodies, schools, courts, newspapers, and every agency created for the public protection, quote-unquote. I mean, wow. Here's J. Edgar Hoover, people, former FBI director. He said this allegedly at an Elks Lodge, or I'm sorry, uh, to the Elks Magazine in August of 1956. Quote, the individual is handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. The American mind simply has not come to the realization of the evil which has been introduced into our midst. It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent, unquote. Here's Theodore Roosevelt, quote, behind the ostensible government sits enthroned an invisible government, owing no allegiance and acknowledging no responsibility to the people, unquote. Remember when I told you guys about knowing the difference between a de democracy and a republic? Knowing why the mainstream media propaganda pumps into your brains that we are a democracy and, you know, with little mention of the republic side, the more freedoms side, the democracy plus I spoke about democracy and then some more rights and freedoms, protections by a constitution. Remember that? Important stuff. Here's Associate Supreme Court Justice Felix Frankfurter in 1952. Quote, the real rulers in Washington are 
invisible and exercise power from behind the scenes, unquote. Here is United States Senator Daniel Inyoui. I'm uh, sorry if I, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry if I pronounced that uh, completely terribly. Uh, he said this on the Senate floor giving testimony at the Iran-Contra hearings, 1986. Quote, there exists a shadowy government with its own Air Force, its own Navy, its own fundraising mechanism, and the ability to pursue its own ideas of national interest, free from all checks and balances, and free from the law itself, unquote. Is a picture starting to form for you, my fellow Americans? Why are all of these movers and shakers, justices, politicians, former heads of state, all talking about this shadowy, invisible government that exercises power from behind the scenes. Remember when George Carlin said, forget about the politicians. They're put there to make you think that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have owners. They own you. Do you see how all of these ideas and themes come together eventually? A picture starts to form. And eventually, it's inescapable. You can't run and hide. At some point, you're going to have to stop lying to yourself, my fellow Americans. I know it can be difficult to face reality and truth. But the longer you run from it, the longer you refuse to face your problems and issues and traumas and indoctrination, unlearning what you've been taught. The sooner you start doing that stuff, the sooner you start looking inwardly, people, the sooner you start moving from ignorance towards wisdom, the sooner you start, you start moving towards a place where you are spiritually healed. And, and you can walk through your life with an optimistic, connected, cooperative, non-emotional, or at least having the ability to check your emotions and remain rational, remain calm. We all got to get to that place. And every power structure that is in power, be it directly or indirectly, is trying to get you away from that. And that's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand. The invisible, shadowy government that exercises its power through fiat fake money, through taxation and inflation, through robbing you of your buying power, through laws and tax codes that are intended to protect 
the upper richer classes intended to allow them to save their money and offshore their money so that they don't have to pay the taxes. The police state being able to kick you in your head and arrest you under the threat of the monopoly of force if you don't know the law well enough. Everything that we all hate about this country can be directly traced back to you. If you change your outlook, you can change the situation. If you stop trying to change the world and you start trying to change yourself, maybe, just maybe, we can find a way to realistically and non-violently push back against this brave new Orwellian surveillance police state totalitarian dictatorship world order that is coming. And on this line of thinking, here's a quote from Eric Fromm. We are a society of notoriously unhappy people. Lonely, anxious, depressed, destructive, dependent People who are glad when we have killed the time we are trying so hard to save. Think about that, people. And here's another one from From. The individual ceases to be himself. He adopts entirely the kind of personality offered to him by cultural patterns. Uh, See also manufacturing consent, propaganda, my manipulation, etc., etc. And he therefore becomes exactly as all others are and as they expect him to be. The person who gives up his individual self and becomes an automaton, identical with millions of of other automatons around him need not feel alone and anxious anymore. But the price he pays, however, is high. It is the loss of his own self. Unquote. Sounds a lot like selling your soul to the devil to me. Giving up Choosing not to press on and push forward. Choosing to pass the responsibility on to somebody else. The choice that we, many of us make when we say to ourselves, there's nothing I can do. The problem's bigger than me. And I don't have the time in my life to organize and find like-minded individuals who are courageous enough to do anything about anything. So I'm just going to go back to my video games and my bread and circuses, live my empty, pathetic life, never truly realizing my potential, and one day, there's a good chance I'll get to the end of my road, I'll be laying on my deathbed saying to myself, I wish I would have had the balls to do this 
I wish I would have had the courage to do that. I wish I would have had the strength to push through the fear and become better, smarter, more aware, more connected, more healed, more rational, reasonable, logical, pragmatic, cooperative, etc., etc., etc. All right, well, I'm going to take a commercial break. The commercials and the ads on the show are about to change a little bit. For those of you that don't know, Anchor has uh, changed a little bit of their uh, ad campaigns for we podcasters. So uh, just be on the lookout for possibly a few more ads than normal in my shows. I'm sorry. I got to make some money, people. If you guys want to help me out, keep this show going. Feel free to donate to the show at the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com, or go become a patron and a My Fellow American subscriber over on patreon.com. It's only $3 a month, and you're going to get all the video of all the interviews. You're going to get Reality Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics, my Supercut show. You're going to see me doing uh, the world news from time to time, and I got some other cool ideas I'm going to put up there for subscribers only at patreon.com slash andrew4america. I love you guys. Thanks for listening and your continued support. And when I get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this idea of an invisible government. And if there is such a thing as this invisible government, then who are the people in it? We'll find out a little bit when we get back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, people, welcome back to the show. Uh, I want to start this segment by introducing to you a new character here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. William J. Casey was the director of Central Intelligence, or the director of Satoshi Nakamoto, if you will, (laughs) from 1981 to 1987. In this capacity, he oversaw the entire United States intelligence community and personally directed the CIA. So, when I talk about invisible government, my fellow Americans, I think you know where I'm going with all of this. Here we go. William Casey's education, a native of the Elmhurst section of Queens, New York. 
Casey was raised as a devout Roman Catholic in Belmore, New York, and graduated from the Jesuit-affiliated Fordham University in 1934. He continued his education at other Catholic institutions, completing graduate work at the Catholic University of America before earning an LLB from St. John's University School of Law, 1937. So he became a lawyer. Casey initialized, uh, I'm sorry, Casey initially conceptualized the tax shelter and explained to businessmen how little they needed to do in order to stay on the right side of the New Deal regulatory legislation. So this guy and his buddy FDR, 33-degree Freemason FDR, who got us into World War II, buddies with CIA Director William Casey, okay? Now, during World War II, Casey worked for the Office of Strategic Services, the OSS. I've talked to you about that before, where he became head of its its secret intelligence branch in Europe. He served in the United States Naval Reserve until December 1944 before uh, before remaining in his OSS position as a civilian until his resignation in 1945. As an officer, he attained the rank of lieutenant and was awarded the Bronze Star Medal for Meritorious Achievement. He served in the Nixon administration as the Chair of Securities and Exchange Commission from 71 to 73. This position led to his being called as a prosecution witness against Attorney General John Mitchell and former Commerce Secretary Maurice Stans in an influence-peddling case stemming from international financier Robert Vesco's $200,000 contribution to the Nixon re-election campaign. Go check out financier Robert Vesco. That's a nice rabbit hole. Uh, Casey then served as Undersecretary of State for Economic Affairs and Chairman of the Export-Import Bank of the United States. Okay, so he was also a member of President's Foreign Intelligence Advisory Board and of counsel to Rogers and Wells. And this all was from 74 to 1981. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of information uh, about former CIA Director Casey. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because see how all of the usual suspects are always involved. Nixon, CIA, intelligence communities, OSS, former Nazis, etc. Casey was a campaign manager for Ronald Reagan. Casey helped to broker Reagan's unlikely alliance with Vice President nominee George H.W. Bush. Remember that? Remember Reagan and Bush not liking each other up until almost time to run? And, hmm, suddenly they're magically running mates. Kind of like when John Kerry dipped out of the election against W. Where everyone said that he had it won, but he he conceded to Bush 
and the conspiracy goes something like that he did it because they're both members of Skull and Bones Secret Society and they had made the decision for W to be the guy much like they made the decision for Nixon to be the guy instead of Reagan in the Bohemian Grove years ago. People, I'm trying to paint you the picture. I'm trying to show you who is involved in the quote-unquote invisible government. And the main reason I'm bringing up William Casey today, not only to make all the connections, but to share with you a famous quote by the man who was involved with the Watergate scandal. Nixon saying, I'm not a crook. (laughs) Right? And I know a lot of you have probably heard this, but this is one of the most powerful, shortest, sweetest, and to-the-point quotes you will ever hear. Here we go. William Casey, and I quote, We will know that our disinformation campaign is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie, unquote. Let that sink in. We will know our disinformation campaign is complete when everything you ignorant, moron, buffoon, indoctrinated, moronic, dipshit Americans believe is a lie. Believe it or not, these words came out of the mouth of Mr. William Casey, former CIA director, buddies with George H.W. Bush, buddies with Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, FDR, etc., etc., etc. Remember the church committee? Remember the Dulles brothers? Remember the Harrimans? The Vanderbilts, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Fords, the Hines, the Disney. Invisible government is the name of the game. That is how they are taking over. Not only here in the United States, but in many, many countries all over the world. It's already happening. The World Economic Forum has operatives in high positions in pretty much every government around the world. And I don't know if you guys know this, but people are making some pretty valid arguments that your favorite American politicians, Tulsi Gabbard and Dan Crenshaw, are allegedly on the World Economic Forum website as sympathetic contributors, much like Yuval Noah Harari, who continues to paint the same similar picture Elon Musk and all the other usual suspects are painting as of late. I'm even starting to think that the Kanye media darling tour is all part of the plan. 
I feel like him and Kim not liking each other is WWE. They probably still hang out and hook up. <laughs> they probably they're probably still deeply in love with each other. <laughs> but on TV, they're not going to show you that. Kanye is going to go on Tim Pool and get pissed off that they disagree with him about some of his ideas. Did you see that? Kanye has been doing the Media Darling tour, just like Tulsi Gabbard just got done doing, or maybe she's still doing. Do you see how it works, people? Do you see how they parade these heroes out in front of you? Albert Pike, famous 33rd degree Freemason. When the public needs a hero, we will provide them with one. Invisible government. World banker, world planner, world financier. Historically wealthy families, predominantly in banking and other industries, colluding and conspiring to take over total financial control of this entire world. In the words of Carol Quigley, Georgetown professor, mentor of William Jefferson Clinton and author of the book Tragedy and Hope. Euripides once said, No man on earth is truly free. All are slaves of money or necessity. Public opinion or fear of prosecution forces each one against his own conscience to conform. People, that's how the invisible government keeps control. They find ways to make you conform, comply, obey, submit, give in, give up. My fellow Americans, forget the politicians. Forget the Democrats. Forget the Republicans. Forget the concept of parties. You do not have freedom. You do not have power. You do not have control. You do not have individual sovereignty anymore in this alleged free quote-unquote society I'm sorry it's all gone and it's all of our faults and that's all there is to it I'm gonna kind of switch gears now uh, and I'm gonna get a little controversial okay and the reason why I'm gonna start talking about this is for two reasons. First reason is a lot of people are chicken shit to talk about it. And the second reason is Kanye's been out there talking about it. And so I feel emboldened to talk about it a little bit too. You guys ready? What is Zionism? <laughs> Do the Jewish people or do the quote-unquote Jews, however you define that term, run the world? 
as some like to say. <laughs> who is that? Uh, I forget who said the quote, but if you want to know who rules over you, look no further than those that you are not allowed to criticize. And guess what? You can't criticize the Jewish people in this country, my fellow Americans. You ever wonder why that is? And you don't got to look too far to see the proof. Look at what they did to Kyrie Irving lately. Look at what they did to Kanye. Look at what they do to anybody that even brings it up immediately. The invisible government finds a way to come after you, to silence you, to shut you up, to demonize you, to publicly mock, slander, dismiss, discredit anybody. They'll turn on anybody. Former friend, foe, whoever. The big club always gets its way. Now, you guys have heard me say before that there is this alleged conversation about who really are Jewish people and who aren't. And I've told you the history of the Khazarian region of the world, which is now modern-day Ukraine, where a lot of shit's going down right now. (laughs) And I've told you the story about how the Khazars were, you know, robbers and murderers and thieves and they would assume the identities of anyone passing through their countryside and take their riches and in a chameleon-like way become these people allegedly right that's how the story goes allegedly these people were exiled from Russia forced to move elsewhere forced to uh Identify with one of the three Abrahamic religions. They chose Judaism. Every esoteric secret society that you have ever heard of, it turns out, is rooted in the Jewish mysticism in the Kabbalah. And I did not know that, but the more research I've done, it looks like all of the thousands and thousands of esoteric hidden secret society, possibly Baal and Moloch and Baphomet worshiping Satan Luciferians, right? (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, all of that conversation and all those stories come out of this um, little piece of history. Okay? And then I told you the story about Adam Weishaupt starting the Illuminati, 1776, joining forces with the Khazarians and the Jesuits, the Freemasons, uh, to form the Illuminati, the people controlling the world, join forces in order to further control and dominate the world, maybe even to create an invisible government in hopes of one day creating global world democracy under a one world government, right? Okay. With that being said, let me share some interesting stories I have recently discovered that I'm not confirming or denying. I'm not agreeing with. I'm not co-signing. I'm not putting my name on it. I am the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. 
I am just going to present you with some information that is quite controversial. And it is your job as the listener to either accept or reject this information. Okay? Here we go. Culture is controlled by the Zionist media, making people mad, outraged, going out the street. We're so outraged, but you're not doing anything yourself to change it and follow God and follow Christ. We haven't said anything against the word of God today. God says, love everyone. So if I say, I love the Zionists that, that cancel my account, then I can say, I love, I, I did not consent. I do love Hitler. I do love the Zionists. I love everyone. The, the, the Zionists cannot tell me who I can love and that love, I don't think like that. I think more like someone that's on the spectrum since that's what they want to claim. Well, let me be on the spectrum of love because love. But that's a good t-shirt. I love Hitler. That's a bar. That's a bar. I'm joking. Well, and I think what, too, the, and, and, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, I, I love, love I love Zionists too. Oh, sorry. I love Zionists. We love everyone. You're love saying love humanity key. and stop getting past the labels. It's love, a very love is the key. Everyone's promoting this loathing and it's time to promote love. God. No, I hear you. Let's bring it all. Okay, people, so that's uh, what got Kanye in some trouble. Saying that he loved Hitler and Zionists at the same time. <laughs> but then he started saying, oh, you got you to gotta love God, though. You got to seek God, right? And he's doing this with Alex Jones. And uh, forget the, I forget the sidekick guy on InfoWars with Alex Jones. But anyway, they got this little panel going on. Kanye's got a mask on. Just make it. He reminds me of uh, of Vermin Supreme, someone that the big club sends out to discredit good ideas. And I'm not saying Kanye had good ideas with what he was saying. Obviously, what he was saying was intentionally controversial. It was a script, in my humble opinion. I think Kanye is still in the big club. I think that a lot of this stuff is intended to stir up the shit. They're getting ready to implement the dark winter, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Be on the lookout, people, and be skeptical and discerning of these mainstream media, media darling tour stories that they stack one on top of the other over time to sink into your brain and to mold your thinking into a certain specific direction. Tugging on your emotions and your heartstrings in order to elicit a prescribed response. That's how the media propaganda works. Efficiently, effectively, 99% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> it works on those of us that are aware of it. That's how good they are at this shit these days. Okay? So I don't buy this Kanye shit. Um, the Kyrie Irving thing, that's a little bit different. Kyrie Irving, they came after Kyrie. And when you look at the severity of his punishment, you can see who's in charge in my humble Opinion, of course. I'm not saying what you think I'm saying. I'm just saying if you suspend your disbelief for just a second, 
and think about the concept. It's on the table, right? So don't shoot the messenger. I want to talk about this stuff because it's in the news and I think it's important. I think it illustrates a lot of my always consistent points quite well. Better than I could illustrate them myself. Just look at reality. Why do you need dystopian science fiction TV when you can just pay attention (laughs) to what's going on in the real world, people? So, I don't know. Do the Jews run the world? I don't know. I've seen those mean graphics going around the social medias that have, you know, the top executives at all of the mainstream media news stations and all of the motion picture companies, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, and all of them are allegedly Jewish people or part of some type of big Jewish Zionist cabal that's trying to take over the world, right? Maybe. I don't know. There are a lot of those stories out there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's real. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just on the quest for absolute truth. So, you know, shoot me. Not literally. (laughs) I probably will get shot one of these days. Who knows? Oh, boy. Against my better judgment. I'm going to read this to you. And again, this this reminds me of some crazy nut job QAnon anti-Semitic conspiracy fundamentalist Christian bullshit, okay? I'm not saying that stuff isn't out there. I know I don't criticize it enough, but there are big concepts in feeble brains and that combination is deadly. I get it. I know that there are people out there that are learning things without fully understanding them and they're taking action on things that they do not fully understand before they are ready to do such things. So, and I've said this on my show a million times, I'm not trying to radicalize you or or make you a fundamentalist, anything. I, I preach love and acceptance and uh, compassion and cooperation. And I preach peace, but not harmlessness. You can still be a nice, decent, respectful, light-hearted, empathetic person without being a doormat for people. There is a happy medium, I promise. There's just as much toxic masculinity as there is toxic femininity in this country, people. We're all human beings. There is no perfect way. There is no perfect system. Nobody is 100% right all the time. Accept it. Drop the ego. Look inside. Okay, sorry. I'm distracting from what I wanted to bring up because I'm having a tough time actually bringing this up but here goes nothing okay um, so there's this guy named Rabbi Abraham Finkelstein of New York 
who was interviewed on the Turner Broadcasting Network. I don't know when this occurred, and this is all alleged, okay? I'm not saying that this was said. I'm not saying that this actually happened. I'm just saying that I came across this information. Looks like it's from the Telegram, whatever that is. And this is not fact-checked, okay? But the reason why I'm bringing it up is for two reasons. First reason, it illustrates what all the nut job QAnon conspiracy theorists are preaching about and all of their bullshit, okay? And second of all, if it's not true, then it is a perfect example of misinformation and disinformation that can easily be spread online through the social medias, can be read by knucklehead, feeble-minded, dipshit, moron idiots who without any investigation accept it as fact and then without any thought in a hasty emotional decision choose to go out into the world and act out violence upon others based on this information, okay? This is an educational thing I'm about to do. For those that believe what I'm I'm about to say, and for those of you that don't, please, can we all come together in a moment of thought, come together as one in a moment of contemplation, and think about both sides of what I just said. Think about what if it's true, and what are the ramifications, and then take the role of the other, take the inverted perspective, and say, okay, now if the opposite is true, what are the ramifications? Okay? So with that framing of this topic that I just did, much like the mainstream media does to you to prime you for the bullshit narrative, they're getting ready to run by you. I'm getting ready to run a narrative by you, people. Maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's not. What's my point? My point is, it's up to you to decide. Here we go. Allegedly, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, allows 4% of human flesh in all meat sold in the United States. 300,000 children from the United States every year, allegedly, and we are told that the these 300,000 children, their blood is drained and they are consumed at Passover. This is allegedly from Rabbi Abraham Finkelstein of New York. Okay? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. He then stated that they grind up the bodies of the children, mix them into their favorite slaughterhouses, such as McDonald's, and watch the U.S. citizens eat their own children, okay? Now, I know that is far-fetched, crazy, out of control, too much to accept in this moment. Wow. Cognitive dissonance is probably going wild for all of us. There is no possible way that that could be true, right? Maybe that's true. But what if it is true? And I know that is a difficult thought. I know it's tough to wrestle with. But that's what I mean when I say being 
courageous enough to think for yourself and to think out loud. That's what free speech and the First Amendment is all about. Learning. Having all of the knowledge and information you can possibly have so that you can make good decisions. Our problems come from when we make decisions without all the necessary required information. This is the war that we are in. The info war. Rabbi Abraham Finkelstein goes on. He claims they take the upwards of 300,000 children from the United States every year, drain their blood, consume it for Passover. He then states they grind up the bodies of the children, mix them into their favorite slaughterhouses like McDonald's, and watch the U.S. citizens consume their own children. I mean, wow. I find that personally very difficult to believe. But am I going to be stupid enough to say it's impossible and it could never be real? No. Because I could be wrong. And that's where fundamentalism and fundamentalist conspiracy nutjob belief radicalized ideas come from. Not having all the information before you make a decision. And, you know, most people listen to a story like that and it's so much for them that, you know, it's overwhelming. I get it. I get it. It just, it you know, stuff like that can destroy somebody's mind or like destroy their whole world and just ruin them. You know, and some for some people, uh, accepting that as reality could make people nuts, suicidal. And I think that's all part of the plan because they know that a lot of us are weak and they're preying on people's weaknesses. And that's how they keep their power and control. Whether or not these conspiracy theories, these crazy, disgusting, out of control, possibly sensationalized and completely invented even, maybe, stories, are pumped out through this interconnected, hyper-connected social media, tech, AI world now. I mean... I think you can make the argument that the AI is already controlling uh, the internet and it's already learning each and every one of us, creating the hive mind. You know, who knows? I recently read this thing about the vaccine mRNA technology, put a third strand of DNA in our body, and when you do the gematria of it, there's 144,000 connections or whatever in a dual... Um, dual whatever DNA strand, a normal human DNA strand. And then when you add the 200 and whatever it is, 17 or so, 1,000 more to create the third strand, you do the numbers out and it equals 666. That sounds like a crazy nut job conspiracy theory, right? But is it impossible? Is it off the table? No, it's not. Just because an idea is difficult to hear and makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not possibly true. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you. That's how this invisible government, 
operates. It's all happening inside your mind. I've said it a million times, my fellow Americans. Everything that happens to you in your life is 100% up to you, your responsibility, the consequences of your actions, the result of your choices. So, you know, be careful. Be skeptical. Be discerning. Seek out as much information on a topic as you can before you jump to your conclusions and make your decisions about how you're going to form your opinion for or against a topic. Okay? I know that it's tough to talk about this stuff. It's tough to t- it's tough to talk about racial issues. It's tough to talk about um, the things, the lived experiences that people that are different than you have in this world, and they prey on that. That's what the entire woke agenda is about. They don't want you critically analyzing your environment. They don't want you sitting down and thinking and contemplating. And that's what I am urging you to do. That's what I am pleading, begging and pleading with you all to do, my fellow Americans. Think more and talk less so that when it's time to talk, the quality of the word spelling that comes out of your mouth is as good, truthful, concise, and accurate as it could possibly be. And the only way you know that for sure is to 100% remove your ego. My fellow Americans, there's a brave new Orwellian surveillance police state totalitarian dictatorship world order that is upon us. It's coming. It's probably already here. Are you going to be afraid of it until your dying breath? Or are you are you going to be courageous enough to educate yourself and unlearn everything you have ever been taught? Unlearn everything you thought you ever knew about anything. And when you decide, when you make that conscious decision to do that very thing, congratulations, you have now begun your quest. People, it's time to play some punk rock. All right, people, welcome back. Let's play some punk rock. 
But before I get to the punk rock, I want to play you this. You know, I talk about this brave new uh, surveillance, police, state, totalitarian dictatorship, world order, Orwellian surveillance, right? Um, well, you, you do know, my fellow Americans, that it's already been happening in China for four years now, I think this gentleman says in this clip that I'm about to play for you. So take a listen to this. China, uh, they're piloting it uh, a few years ago in Shenzhen. So I lived overseas. If you go to Shenzhen, back in 2017, they already had facial recognition cameras there. So if you jaywalked in Shenzhen, they would immediately detect that and send you a notification. And they would deduct money from your what they call WeChat account. They, they use two main apps, WeChat and Alipay. So you can actually deduct your money directly from your account. This is four years ago, so this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory. It's not something that's going to happen 10 years into the future. This happened pre-corona in China. And so this system in China that exists, it's extremely advanced. They can detect if it's a man or a woman. They can detect, They can guess your age. They can detect what kind of car model it is, who the manufacturer is. This is a sort of technology that we see in all these dystopian sort of films and whatever. And people keep putting it off and thinking that this is something that's going to happen later in my kid's lifetime or my grandkids. It's already here. And if this gets implemented anywhere, especially in a Western nation, it's not going away. Israel is already talking about the fourth shot. Then they're going to be going to herpes. And they're going to ask if you're gay. They're going to be asking if you ate three pizzas this week because it's unhealthy. If you buy certain books in certain countries, your country doesn't like you. You'll lose points in the social credit score system. So this is already the reality of the world in certain places. And we need to be aware of that if we don't want that or if we do. And to be perfectly honest, anybody who wants his vaccine passport, it's a misnomer. It's total control. Everything you do or don't do will be calculated. To the point where if they can detect your GPS signal, if you have a phone on you, they can detect who you're hanging out with. Oh, you're hanging out with somebody that said something bad nine years ago on Weibo. Okay, like a Chinese equivalent to Facebook or something like that, right? Oh, you lose two points. Oh, you bought Japanese books. You lose five points because you don't like Japan. This is what is going to come here because it's already there. And we're doing that a little bit with contact tracing for COVID, aren't we? So that they can see where you're at and who you're with. The simple reality is, is that the technology that CSIS has and all these big tech corporations, they already know where you are. It's just that they don't want to shock the system too much and admit that they have it. Edward Snowden revealed all this back in 2013. He, he fled to Hong Kong. They wouldn't keep him there. So now he's in Russia. Yeah. But the NSA has all of your information. They know your Google searches from like February 9th, 2004 in a bunker in Colorado. Help me, Rhonda. <laughs> right, trouble. right. They have all this information. So, but they don't, like in the U.S., they have the Fourth Amendment. They can't, they're not supposed to track you forever, right? So they pretend they don't have it, but they do. Yeah. If they really. Okay, people. So what do you think about that? Does that sound like the future you want for yourself here in America? Do you think that freedom and liberty and sovereignty have ever been this close to extinction in the history of these United States of America? I would make the argument that we are currently in the most dangerous, most difficult situation that we will ever face as a country. And if we do choose to fight some revolutionary war at some point. I hope it never comes to that, obviously. But it always makes me think about that uh, Grey State trailer. What if the second American Revolution is forgotten? Because individual sovereignty 
liberty, the Bill of Rights, any rights at all, any freedoms at all, all went away. Back in those times when they created a new world order. And you were tracked and monitored. Your every decision, even your every thought, monitored, surveilled, and controlled. They're going to force you to comply. They're going to force you to play the game. They're going to force you to make decisions you never thought you were going to have to make in this life. They're going to force you to obey, to submit, to comply. And you got two choices, fear or love, strength or cowardice. 50-50 uh, chance we make it. 50-50 chance we don't. We'll see. Okay. Let's uh, move towards fun stuff. <laughs> and here we go. You know what? I changed my mind. I actually think I'm not going to play a punk rock song today. I think I'm going to play you one of my old songs from my old rock and roll, hard rock band uh, with a lot of philosophical lyrics I had back in the day called The Perils of Being. And I think I've played this song. I've shared it on the social medias. Uh, and I don't know, some of you might like it, some of you might not because it's not really punk rock. It's more just straight ahead rock and roll, but kind of got some emo vibes. Um, maybe, I don't know, you be the judge. But I really like the lyrics to this song, and it reminds me kind of of what I'm talking about today. This idea that this life, it's a gift. You know, we're spiritual creatures put up here for some reason. Maybe we are, you know, uh, maybe it is simulation theory. Maybe we are just, uh a thought in some hive mind, right? Maybe we are the neuron in some huge God's brain that controls and created the universe, right? Who knows? But I do know that you got to have some, you know, morals, values, and principles while you're here. We have to establish some type of code of conduct and we have to do so fully understanding and realizing human nature and that some of us are going to want to rise to control and dominate and become more powerful and enslave others, become more pow powerful than others, and then because of that power, they choose to enslave others. It's a, it's a characteristic of human nature, and it's happened since the dawn of time. This world planner group of invisible government members, the Bilderbergers, the trilateral, uh, trilateral group, the Carlisle group, all these groups, all these council of 300 Zionists maybe, maybe that exists in the world. 
maybe they are a little elitist, aristocratic, you know, monarchy royals out there that have formed cabals with others who are always trying to keep their power and control within their bloodline, within their group, within their clan, whatever. None of this is new in the human experience. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that. To deny our own history, or that, you know, whether or not that history is accurate or not, that's also debatable. I understand that. But when you put all the stories and parables from all the different belief systems that have has ever been, that have ever been throughout history, and you take the pros and cons from them all, I think you have a good foundational starting point to, you know, internalize and analyze those stories to see where you fit in them and to see if you got the message. You know, don't shoot the messenger. No matter what God or or deity told you something, pay attention to the message and stop trying to find fault in the messenger. And maybe you'll find some happiness. Maybe you'll find some control over your emotions. And maybe learning to control your emotions will show you that you can be calm and content and maybe even happy from time to time. Regardless of all the horror and pedophilia and child trafficking and Satanism and whatever evil, disgusting, terrible, horrible, miserable thing you can think of. Yes, it's probably happening somewhere in the world. But you got to keep a little bit of positivity in your life as well. You got to find balance. Or else we're in big trouble. Here we go. This is a song by my old band called The Perils of Being. And before I play this song for you, I just want to recite the lyrics to you. I haven't done lyrics on the show for a while. Here we go. Take another look and see there's no emotion in the world today. The minutes and the days are trying to escape originality. Hear me now. Still so unsure? The truth is all too clear. Your mind is blinded by your reasons to survive. The truth is, life is fueled by all this hatred. Passionate optimist killed himself with your fist. What will it take for you to create and lose your mind like a child again? If man is to be free, then tell me, why do we lock ourselves in chains and then throw away the key?
Your mind is blinded by your reasons to survive. The truth is, life is fueled by all this hate. And this gift is yours to hold. The ideas inside of your head can control the world. And I know this gift is for you. Take this gift from me.
people. Wow, that was a fun little walk down memory lane. Uh, when I was in that band, I was listening to a lot of Finch and Deftones and like early Papa Roach. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And like Tool, of course, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Seo Sin. I was kind of in this screamo emo phase, the used uh, back then. Eh, it was okay. It was decent. De- decent tunes we were, we were making back in the day. Uh, so anyway, yeah, hope you like that song. Repeat after me. Uh, philosophical, good versus evil, mindfuck kind of a song. It's kind of where I was going with that. Uh, the future automaton robot nation that I keep saying is coming. I was kind of thinking about that a little bit in this song. You know, is the Satan Archon energy going to inhabit the AI and then we're going to merge with the AI Archon Satan energy when they get the microchips in us and the tracking devices and the neural links, right? (laughs) I know the future is crazy. It's trippy. It's psychedelic. It's unbelievable. It's fascinating. It's terrifying. It's gross. (laughs) But... I still think we should save some room for happiness and optimism and connection and, you know, your spiritual journey, whatever that means to you, whether you're religious or not, whether or not you, you know, you get into the occult and tarot and, uh, you know, the woo-woo side of spirituality, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're a Scientologist, maybe you're a Mormon. You know, maybe you're a Hindu. You know, it, it's, it's just what you were taught. It's how you were raised. It's a cultural thing that occurs in a certain specific location on the planet. But people were all still human beings. Most of us, anyway. <laughs> if you get that not-so-funny joke. I don't know, maybe... Aliens can really uh, inhabit human bodies. Like uh, that video or that track I played for you with the two young telepathically communicating alien young girls that were talking about coming to Earth as humans and trying to wake everybody up to remind them that they're, you know, we're all one consciousness and they came to rescue us and reconnect us to the source. <laughs> I know I'm getting getting dark and wow, way way down the crazy nut job rabbit hole right now. I don't know. I think about this stuff. This is the kind of shit that goes on in my stupid brain that never stops. I don't know. Oh boy, go to the website politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt. Donate to the show. Read the show notes. Click on the link to go to my SoundCloud page where you can find other. Music of mine throughout the years. I'm going to put some more stuff up there in the future. Um, hope you like that stuff. Also go to patreon.com slash Andrew for America. Become a patron or become a My Fellow American subscriber for the low, low price of $3 a month. Come on. It's $3. You can't even get a meal for $3, really. Jesus. 
If you like my show, throw me three bucks. It's not tough. <laughs> or just keep listening for free because it's not like I'm stopping anytime soon. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, hey, share your favorite episode. Leave me a five-star review. I, I, I nev- I've never asked anybody to give me five-star reviews, but apparently it's very uh, good in the old AI algorithms. So you know what? Throw me five stars. You don't want to throw me any money. You don't want to subscribe. That's cool, man. That's cool. Just give me a five-star review. I mean, at the very least. God. I hope you enjoyed the show today, people. Thanks for listening. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 121 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Entitled Invisible Government. We'll see you next time. Arrests on a massive scale amongst those taken into custody by the FBI were city mayors, politicians and religious leaders. The authorities needed buses to cope with the sheer scale of the operation. New Jersey's corruption problem is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the nation. Corruption is not only pervasive, it it has become ingrained in New Jersey's political culture. It's thought that religious charities controlled by prominent rabbis were used to launder cash. The arrests were part of a 10-year operation that uncovered money laundering on an international scale, as well as corruption and the sale of human organs in the U.S.